How's it going, Pokemon fans? And welcome to yet another unique episode for this podcast. If you recall some time ago, I did an episode ranking every Pokemon League arc Ash competed in, and that was a lot of fun. But listing all their pros and cons had me thinking, how can these leagues be improved? Even though they feature some of the most intense and epic battles throughout the series, they're not perfect. But with a little bit extra care and thought, they could have been a lot better. Yes, even something as shitty as the Unival League could have been good if they had better ideas. For this episode, I'll be going over every league that Ash competed in and sharing my ideas on how they can be improved. The only league that won't be featured though is the Orange League because it doesn't count as an actual league for the most part. Although, if I did change one thing, it probably have to do with Charizard taking out Drake's Dragonite instead of Pikachu. Whatever, maybe I'm just saying that because I'm a Charizard fanboy. Hmm. Also, I won't be giving Ash any Pokemon that he doesn't own or Pokemon he hasn't evolved yet because I know a lot of you out there are like, Oh, Ash would have won if he had this Pokemon. Or, he should have evolved this Pokemon. No, we're going to assume that everything stays the same in canon. Of course, that might change depending on what series we're talking about. Think of it like the episode where Matt gave each season a total drama to different finalists. Shout out to Matt. Love you, buddy. Anyway, it's time to go over each Pokemon League arc and talk about how each of them could be improved. I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and these are my changes to the Pokemon League arcs. We'll begin by talking about the Kanto League Indigo Plateau Conference. Now, this league was kind of a mess, let's be real. The first thing I would change is get rid of those goddamn formalities. If you watched the original series, then you know what I mean. But for the sake of this episode, I'll explain again. Back then, if a Pokemon gets switched out, suffers from a status condition, or straight up refuses to battle, then it counts as a knockout. Yeah, the bullshit speaks for itself. So I'm getting rid of those rules to make things fair and consistent. In terms of battles, Ash will still face off against Mandy in the first round, but with a couple of changes. First off, Ash will actually use three Pokemon for this battle. Aside from Krabby, who has never battled before, he will also use Pidgeotto and Bulbasaur. The battle will start off between Pidgeotto and Executor. Despite the type advantage, Pidgeotto will fall to a combination of Hypnosis and Egg Bomb. Krabby comes out and defeats Executor and evolves into Kingler just like in the show. Mandy sends out Seedra, who gave Kingler a lot of trouble because of its speed, forcing Ash to switch out into Bulbasaur, who wins because of type advantage. Sadly, he falls to Mandy's last Pokemon, Golbat, but Kingler defeats the ugly-ass bat with a surprise Hyper Beam like in the show, allowing Ash to advance to the second round. I'm sorry to those who loved the original battle, but that beginner's luck shit was a little unnecessary if you ask me. His next battle against that kid with the Neo Reno will be exactly the same. Now in canon, there was a lot of filler squeezed in between Ash's second and third round battles. Here, we jump straight into his third match, who, like in canon, was against Pete Pebbleman. Except this time, there'll be more layers to his character. It turns out, him and Brock go way back when they used to take breeding lessons in Pewter City. Unfortunately, Brock proved to be better at Pokemon breeding than Pete, causing him to quit and become a trainer instead. So this battle is more of Pete trying to prove to Brock that he's better than him at something. The battle will still take place on the ice field, the only difference is that Pete will showcase all three of his Pokemon. In canon, they only showed off his Cloyster and Arcanine. In my version, he'll use Graveler, Cloyster, and Rapidash. Don't worry, I have other plans for Arcanine. For Ash, he'll still use Kingler and Pikachu. Kingler easily defeats both Graveler and Cloyster, but gets taken out by Rapidash due to its lack of speed. But Pikachu is able to beat Rapidash the same way Arcanine lost. 
using agility to trick Rapidash into melting the field, then using the water to strengthen Pikachu's Thunderbolt. With that said, Ash makes it to the fourth round, and we get to see Brock and Pete patch things up. Meanwhile, Gary is also on a winning streak as he just won his fourth round battle. Yes, in my version, Gary actually makes it past the fourth round. Speaking of which, Ash's next opponent will still be Jeanette Fisher, and will play out exactly like in canon. This brings me to the biggest change I made, and that was getting rid of Richie. As much as I like Richie, at the end of the day, he's basically Ash 2.0. So instead, his fifth round opponent is none other than Gary. Like I said before when I ranked the leagues, one of the biggest issues I have with the Indigo League was not featuring a battle between Ash and Gary. Throughout Kanto, Gary kept gloating that he was a better trainer, yet they never battled to see if that's true. Not even once. In my opinion, having Ash lose to Gary would have been a much better idea. But how, you might be wondering. Here's what I got. Ash was so determined to beat Gary that he kept overworking his Pokemon during last minute training. Misty and Brock warn him that this isn't a good idea, but Ash ignores them. The next day, Ash is fired up to battle Gary, but his Pokemon are too exhausted. Although, he's too stubborn to even realize it. The battle will take place at Indigo Stadium, and it's once again a 3v3. Gary sends out Nidoking first, and Ash sends out Squirtle knowing he has the type advantage. Despite that, Nidoking easily defeats Squirtle much to Ash's horror. Pikachu volunteers to battle next. Even though Nidoking is immune to electric moves, Pikachu is able to pull off a victory thanks to its speed and a powerful double-edge attack. Gary then sends out his next Pokemon, Arcanine, who easily defeats Pikachu who is suffering from recoil damage. Ash, who's now in a state of panic, sends out his final Pokemon, Charizard. The Fire-type duel doesn't go in Ash's favor, as Arcanine kept dodging and landing attacks on Charizard. Ash even straight up yells at Charizard for not dodging. Eventually, Charizard was able to beat Arcanine, but Gary still had one more ace up his sleeve, Blastoise. Even though Charizard was at an obvious type disadvantage, Ash was still determined to win, but if you watched the original series, then you know where I'm going with this. Charizard refused to listen to Ash and started attacking Blastoise on his own. Unfortunately, his attacks couldn't do a damn thing to Blastoise and he easily lost the battle, allowing Gary to advance to the quarterfinals. Gary, being Gary, gloats about his victory while Ash puts his head down in disappointment. The next day, Professor Oak visits Ash, who is still bitter about his defeat. He tells Ash that the reason why he lost was because he overworked his Pokemon, and good trainers need to think about the well-being of their Pokemon, and not personal gains. Ash realized the error of his ways, and apologized to his Pokemon for acting like an asshole. Pikachu and the others of course forgive him, except for Charizard, who he now needs to work extra hard to regain his trust. We then cut back to the stadium, where Gary is having his quarterfinal match, and based on the scoreboard, he's getting demolished because he's already down to his sixth and last Pokemon, that being Blastoise, while his opponent only lost two Pokemon, with his third one being Dragonite. Blastoise tried his best, but easily lost to Dragonite, resulting in Gary's elimination. Gary feels embarrassed by his loss, until his opponent walked up to him and says, Your Pokemon are indeed strong, but you are overconfident. If you don't treat your Pokemon with enough love or respect, then you'll never win the Pokemon League. The trainer walks off, and Gary is puzzled. Ash decides to be a good sport and meet up with Gary afterwards, but Gary kept his ego and said, Oh, that guy in the cape just got lucky. Next time I'll beat him for sure. He then leaves with his group of fangirls, but starts to think to himself about the advice he was given. Yeah, if you couldn't already tell, Gary's opponent was none other than Lance. I know what you guys are about to say. How can Lance compete in the Pokemon League? He's an Elite Four member! Well, technically speaking, Lance did compete in the Pokemon League at some point, before he won the Elite Four Cup and becoming champion. So why not make him the winner of the Indigo League? Besides, we still have no idea who the hell won in the actual show. So it's better to have the winner be someone we know. Hey, that rhymes. 
Plus, this will add more layers to Ash's meme with Lance and Johto, as he'll recognize him as the winner of the Indigo League, as well as Gary's development. And on top of that, Ash losing to Gary here will help motivate them for their eventual rematch in the Johto League. Speaking of which, now is a good time as any to talk about the Johto League Silver Conference. There's honestly not much I would change, believe it or not. But here's what I came up with. We'll still get that montage of Ash winning his preliminary matches with Pikachu, Fampy, and Cyndaquil, but instead of the round robin tournament, it will just be a single elimination tournament. Nothing personal against the format they went with, I just feel like making things more simple and to the point. His first round opponent will be against Marina. Yes, the same Marina from the Legend of Thunder special. She, along with their friends Jimmy and Vincent, or Jackson, or whatever you want to call him, are also competing. Well, Jackson was already competing, but you know what I mean. Except they won't interact with Ash that much, simply because they're not that important outside of Chronicles. Anyway, the matches will still be 3v3s. For this battle, Ash will use Noctowl, Kingler, and Squirtle, and Marina will use Mischievous, Gramble, and her newly evolved Feraligator. To be honest, it was a little disappointing not to see Kingler compete in the Johto League, so I figured he should fight at least once. And Gramble seems like a Pokemon Marina would own. Also, I know Marina nicknamed her Pokemon, but I cannot for the life of me think of a nickname for Gramble. If you can think of one, feel free to let me know on our Discord server. <laughs> anyway, the battle starts off between Noctowl and Mischievous. Noctowl will have the winning edge because he knows Foresight, which can make ghost types vulnerable to normal and fighting moves. Marina switches out Mischievous for Gramble, who deals heavy damage on Noctowl, forcing Ash to switch out for Kingler, who defeats Gramble without too much trouble. Sadly, he falls to Feraligatr, and the same goes for Noctowl. Squirtle is the last one standing, and Marina switches out Feraligatr for Mischievous. Squirtle beats Mischievous rather easily, but then struggles against Feraligatr. But soon enough, Squirtle lands a devastating Skull Bash, which had enough power to beat Feraligatr, allowing Ash to advance to the next round. Afterwards, Marina thanks Ash for a great battle, but Jackson is upset to see his quote-unquote girlfriend get eliminated, vowing he'll win the league for her. Yeah, good luck with that, buddy. Hmm. Speaking of which, the battle between Ash and Jackson will remain the same, except Bulbasaur will actually defeat Meganium. The only reason they tied was because they wanted to emphasize the probability of a tie during the round robin tournament. If that rule didn't exist, then there's no doubt in my mind Bulbasaur would have won. Either way, Ash makes it to the victory tournament when his first round opponent is, of course, Gary. Ash versus Gary was fucking perfect, and I'm not gonna change a single thing. So instead, we'll move on to Ash versus Harrison. Again, a pretty solid battle, so it's hard to make any major changes. But for the sake of this episode, Ash will use Fampy instead of Noctowl to go up against Steelix. Let's be real, Noctowl wasn't able to do shit against Steelix. Granted, Fampy will still lose, but at least he'll put up more of a fight and has the type advantage. Other than that, Ash will still lose to Harrison because I think this loss is still justified. But, instead of having Harrison lose to some random ass trainer named John Dixon, he'll instead lose to Jimmy in the semifinals. It'll be very similar to how he lost in canon, with Harrison not using his Blaziken, who took heavy damage from fighting Charizard and his Houndoom was no match for Jimmy's Typhlosion. Jimmy then proceeds to win the whole Johto League, which I think works better because he's a character we're at least familiar with. Granted, I was thinking about making Harrison the winner instead, but then again, the whole point of his existence was to motivate Ash into visiting Hoenn. With that said, we might as well talk about the Hoenn League Evergrande Conference. The most forgettable Pokemon League arc, if I'm being honest. I'm not saying it was bad, but they could have done more to make it stand out, and I'm going to fix that. We'll start by talking about his league rivals, and who better to talk about first than Morrison. Now, I actually did like Morrison, believe it or not, especially his rivalry with Ash. 
but to make it a little bit better, I would add more backstory between him and his Beldum. In his debut episode, he'll mention how he received Beldum from Stephen Stone, after he saved him from a collapsing cave or some shit like that. This will of course be a reference to the Beldum Stephen gives the player after he beat Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. At the end of the episode, his Beldum will evolve into Matang. But here comes the biggest change I made, and that's getting rid of Tyson. I'm sorry, but Tyson was way too generic in my opinion, and his Puts and Boots Meowth was only there to give Team Rocket's Meowth some sort of role during this arc, which no one asks for. But this begs the question, who will be Ash's second league rival? Well, I think it should be Brendan. Yes, the same Brendan who serves as the male protagonist and rival for Gen 3 games. Now, before you say anything, I know that the male protagonists are never featured because their roles are mostly filled by Ash, but we know they exist in the Pokemon anime. For example, Brendan actually made cameos during the beginning of certain movies, those being the Jirachi, Lucario, and Garatina movies respectively, with Lucas also making a cameo in the latter. Hell, Ash even battled Ethan during the intro to the Zoroark movie. No, that wasn't Jimmy, it was definitely Ethan. That was fucking insane and always solidifies my point. So why not make one of them a League rival? When Team Rocket does their usual interrupt the League's opening ceremony shit, Brendan will showcase his strength by defeating them with his two strongest Pokemon, Salamence and Sceptile, who forms a rivalry with Ash's Grovile. That's pretty much the whole reason why I gave him Sceptile instead of Swampert, despite him using one for one of the movies. That plus Morrison already has a Swampert, so it would feel a little redundant if anything. Anyway, the preliminary matches will mostly be the same, except I would have Morrison's Matang evolve into Metagross during this match, and Brendan will fight someone who's using a Blaziken, who will somehow lose to his Sceptile. And no, he's not battling Harrison. <laughs> I just feel like this would be a good way to show how strong Brendan and his Pokemon are. The qualifying rounds will still be 2v2 double battles, and will stay the same for the most part. Except during Ash's battle against Dominic, Torkoal will defeat Tropius instead of tying with it, then lose to Swalot so Corfish can get the job done. Let's be honest, Torkoal should've defeated that damn Tropius. <laughs> Ash vs Clark was honestly a good battle. Same goes for his battle against Katie in the first round of the Victory Tournament, so we'll actually skip those and talk about Ash vs. Morrison. Things will mostly be the same, except for a few changes. After Corfish defeats both Girafferig and Growlithe, he'll lose to Swampert instead of tying with it. Sorry, but Corfish being able to tie with a fucking Swampert is stepping on thin ice for me. No pun intended, because half their battle took place on the ice field. <laughs> Afterwards, Grovile comes out and destroys Swampert, leaving Harrison with three Pokemon left, and a battlefield change like in the show. After Steelix defeats Pikachu, Ash will immediately send out Grovile again instead of sending out Torkoal. Grovile does the same badass leap blade he used to beat Steelix, then Zally falls to Gligar. Once Gligar and Swallow have their double knockout, Ash will send out Torkoal to fight Morrison's final Pokemon, Metagross, but even with the type advantage, Torkoal gets taken out, typical, leaving Glalie as Ash's final Pokemon. Despite the type disadvantage, Glalie still pulls off a victory, allowing Ash to advance to the quarterfinals, where he'll face Brendan. In case you're curious what Brendan's full team is, here's what I got. Sceptile, Salamence, Agron, Magnetric, Mightyana, and Gyarados. A few of these Pokemon were used in mangas and during brief anime appearances. Then again, the only Pokemon that fits that other category is Agron, but you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, here's how the battle will play out. First off, Brendan sends out Salamence, his second strongest Pokemon. Ash tries to get a quick win using Glalie's Ice-type moves, but gets taken out with moves like Flamethrower and Steelwing. Ash then sends out Swallow, who tries to beat Salamence using speed, but also gets defeated. 
Thankfully, Pikachu was able to beat Salamence with a Thunder and Iron Tail combo. Brendan sends out Manectric, and Ash switches out Pikachu for Torkoal. Surprisingly, Torkoal manages to beat Manectric, but not before getting paralyzed. Brendan takes the opportunity to send out Gyarados, and Ash, being a dumbass, stays in with Torkoal. Yeah, Torkoal gets fucked. <laughs> with Ash down three Pokemon, the field changes, but luckily he was able to make a comeback using Corphish and Pikachu, who end up being both Mydiana and Gyarados respectively. Sadly, the two of them fall to Agron, leaving Ash with only Grovile left. Grovile is able to beat Agron without too much trouble, leading up to the final showdown between Grovile and Sceptile. Despite being both grass types, Sceptile had the winning edge due to being fully evolved and having more experience, but that didn't stop Grovile from pushing himself. Hell, both Pokemon might activate their Overgrow ability to make things more intense. After a tough battle, Grovile faints, giving victory to Brendan. Ash congratulates Brendan for his victory, and will even seek Grovile and Sceptile shake hands. Brendan then proceeds to win the whole league, as you probably guessed. Yeah, if you couldn't already tell, Ash will still rank whatever he was ranked in each league he participated in, but at least they'll be more justified. And the same thing applies to our next league, the Sinnoh League Lily of the Valley Conference. Now this league was fucking perfect, right down from the battles and pacing, so it was very difficult for me to think of any changes. But to start us off, every major battle shown will be exactly the same. This includes Ash vs. Nanto, Barry vs. Paul, Ash vs. Conway, and of course, Ash vs. Paul. There's no way I'd ever change that, but here's something I would definitely change. And yes, it has to do with Tobias. This fucking troll only existed because the writers didn't want Ash to win the Sinnoh League. So erasing Tobias from existence will make the league even better. Wait a minute, Eric. If Tobias doesn't exist, then who will Ash face in the semifinals? I thought about it, and the person I thought of was Caitlyn. Yes, THE Caitlyn from the Battlefronts here. How and why? Imagine this. We all know that Caitlyn acts like a spoiled brat and constantly depends on her butler to rack. Ratch, or however the hell you say it, but I can definitely see Ash meeting Caitlyn sometime before the league and inspire her to compete after seeing how passionate he is. They'll meet up a few times with Caitlyn gradually becoming a better person, and her main partner Curlia will evolve into Gallade. Eventually, her and Ash will face off in the semifinals of the league. Caitlyn's full team for this battle will be Gallade, Metagross, Milotic, Miss Magius, Lopini, and Altaria. I try my best not to give Caitlyn a mono psychic type team because she technically doesn't become a Psychic-type expert until Gen 5. So I went with Pokemon that excel in both Strength and Beauty. Ash will use the same Pokemon he used against Tobias, because I think it's a decent team all things considered, but not the best team to go up against Legendaries. <laughs> anyway, here's a breakdown of the battle. It'll start off between Pikachu and Lopunny. Despite her charm and raw power, Pikachu still defeats the Waifu Bunny. Caitlyn sends out Milotic next, and even though Pikachu had the type advantage, Milotic kept blocking Pikachu's attacks with moves like Aqua Ring and Miracles. Ash then recalls Pikachu for Gibble, who sadly falls to Milotic's might. Luckily, Ash was able to turn the tables with Sceptile, who easily defeats Milotic with his newly revealed Leaf Storm. And he even defeats Altaria because he also knew Dragon Pulse. Unfortunately, because of all the damage he took, he couldn't do anything against Metagross and Faints. Caitlyn switches out Metagross for Miss Magius, and Ash sends out Torkoal. Of course, Torkoal couldn't do a damn thing to Miss Magius and faints. Ash sends out Heracross, and Caitlyn switches out Miss Magius for her ace, Gallade. Heracross tries his best against Gallade, but sadly falls. Ash then sends out Swallow, who managed to deal heavy damage on Gallade, provoking Caitlyn to switch out yet again and back into Miss Magius, who used Destiny Bond to force a double knockout. Ash is only left with Pikachu, while Caitlyn still has two Pokemon left. 
Pikachu does manage to beat Metagross, leading to the final showdown between him and Glade. I can see this being a long and tense fight, but Glade will ultimately come out on top, making Kaylin the winner. I know, it's bullshit to hear Pikachu lose, but would you rather see Ash get swept by Tobias and his hacked team of potential legendaries? I don't think so. Hmm. Anyway, Kaylin ends up winning the whole league, and we'll even get a brief interaction between her and Cynthia. Sometime after the league, she'll battle Cynthia and lose, but then decides to travel to the Unova region and compete in its respective league. That way, her becoming one of Unova's League 4 will be a lot more fluent. Oh god. It's time to talk about the Unova League Virtus Conference. This league was a fucking train wreck and you know it. But how can I fix it? Well for starters, Cameron will be removed. Cameron had no fucking reason to be there other than just for the sake of having another rival. Granted, I could have easily replaced Trip or even Virgil, but at the end of the day, Trip is Ash's main Unova rival so he's kind of important and Virgil was simply wasted potential. Luckily, I'm here to fix that. The preliminary matches will be the same for the most part, except Ash will battle some random-ass trainer instead of Trip. Because, you know, that's kind of a thing in this series. Bianca will still rank in the top 64, meaning she'll lose to either Trip or Virgil. Probably Virgil, because she already battled Trip before. Next, I'm getting rid of that stupid, annoying, and pointless filler episode about Axew. In other words, we're heading straight into Ash vs. Stefan which will stay the same for the most part because it was a decent battle, all things considered. Now it's time for the quarterfinals, with the first match being between Ash and Trip. Like most fans, I was flabbergasted to not see a full battle between Ash and Trip during the league, so for the sake of this rewrite, I'm going to give fans what they should have gotten. Despite Trip having a full team already, I'm going to make half his team consist of new Pokemon. His team for this battle will be Superior, Conkildur, Male Jellicent, Volcarona, Buffalot, and Braviary. I figured since Trip's whole character arc was about trying to beat Alter, he should have Pokemon that Alter used in both Unova games. Ash will use the same team he used against Cameron, because those Pokemon, minus Bulldor, have lost to Trip during a 5v5 battle earlier in the series, so it's likely that Ash will want them to get revenge. I mean, he did the same thing when he used the same team against Paul during the Lake Acuity battle for the Sinnoh League. Trip is basically a shitty version of Paul, so why not accentuate that? But, to make this battle, and by extension, the next battle feel like they're from the Black and White series, I have to think like the writers from the Black and White series. Trip is able to get an early lead thanks to Volcarona, who manages to beat both Bulldor and Oshawa despite the type disadvantage. Trip switches out Volcarona for Braviary, who ends up falling to Pikachu. Trip then sends out Conkildur, and Ash switched out Pikachu for Unpheasant, everyone's quote-unquote favorite bird. <laughs> Unpheasant and Conkildur duke it out for a while, until Trip recalls him for his newly evolved Jellicent, who easily defeats Unpheasant like he did nearly 100 episodes ago. See? Even in my rewrite, Unpheasant is still shit. <laughs> anyway, Trip does another switch out, this time into Buffalon. Ash brings out Pignite, who does manage to beat Buffalon thanks to his newly revealed Brick Break, and proceeds to take out Volcarona afterwards. But once Trip sends out Jellicent again, Ash switched out Pignite for Snivy. Let's just say Snivy wants revenge after losing to Jellicent back when it was a frillish. This time Snivy triumphs over Jellicent. She even defeats Conkildur as well, leaving Trip with only one Pokemon left. His fastest fuck Superior. Ash was about to switch out, but Snivy wanted to stay in so she can settle the score with Superior. Unfortunately, Snivy still loses and the same goes for Pignite despite the type advantage. It all comes down to Pikachu versus Superior. The battle will sorta of play out how it does in canon, except this time it won't feel as rushed. Either way, Pikachu will still win and Ash makes it to the semifinals. We'll even get better closure between Ash and Trip, 
with Trip even apologizing for all the times he belittled Ash. That being said, it's time to talk about the battle we've all should have seen in canon, Ash versus Virgil. For this battle, Virgil will use the same team he used against Cameron, which was Eevee, Jolteon, Flareon, Espeon, Umbreon, and Leafeon. For Ash, his team will be Pikachu, Oshawa, Pignite, Scraggy, Levani, and Crocodile. The battle will start off between Flareon and Oshawa, with the latter winning because of the type advantage. Oshawa then falls to Virgil's next evolution, Jolteon. Ash sends out Crocodile next, and despite Jolteon's speed and knowing double kick, Crocodile still wins with relative ease. Virgil then surprised everyone by sending out Espeon. Ash thought he could easily win because Crocodile is immune to psychic moves. But the joke's on him, because Espeon used Psychic to send out Crocodile's Stone Edge and win with a devastating Shadow Ball. I know, it sucks, but this sounds like something that the Black and White writers would do. <sighs> anyway, Ash sends out Levani next, and throughout the fight, Espeon kept restoring its health using Morning Sun. Eventually, Levani gets tired out, and after a clash between Shadow Ball and Excessor, both Pokemon faints. Ash and Virgil then send out Pignite and Leafeon respectively, with Pignite winning because of the type advantage. Sadly, he falls to Umbreon after it blinded Pignite's vision with Flash and Landian's super effective Psychic. Scraggy will be Ash's fifth Pokemon, and at first he gets the upper hand due to being part fighting, but eventually he too loses to Umbreon, leaving Ash with only Pikachu left. Pikachu finally defeats Umbreon, leading up to the final showdown between him and Eevee. At first, Pikachu easily outmatched Eevee, until Eevee started to express a strange glow, meaning that she's starting to evolve. But, to everyone's shock, it's a form that no one has seen before. This one looks pink and covered in ribbons. The announcer then reveals that Virgil's Eevee has evolved into Sylveon, the rarest of all the evolutions. Virgil is of course excited, and Ash is now feeling pressure because he's facing a Pokemon he's never seen before. In the end, thanks to Sylveon's newfound power and newly learned Fairy-type moves, Pikachu lost, allowing Virgil to make it to the finals. Virgil then wins the whole league like in canon. I feel like this outcome will be much better. Because A, Virgil is obviously a better character when you compare him to Cameron, and B, having his Eevee evolved into Sylveon will help promote Gen 6 and the Kalos region as a whole. This will also encourage Ash to visit Kalos in the near future. Actually, now that I think about it, this will make a great homage to the original series, where Ash managed to beat the rival that kept belittling him, then lose to someone who used a Pokemon he wasn't familiar with. God, why couldn't we gotten this instead of the garbage we had to sift through? That being said, we move on to the highly anticipated Kalos League Lumios Conference. In my opinion, this could have been the best league in the series if the Riders didn't feel the need to rush everything. And I get it, they did this so they can have more time for the Team Flare arc, which I'll be honest, is probably my favorite villainous team arc of all time. Yet, it's a little bittersweet knowing that the Kalos League has suffered from pacing issues. So in order for my changes to work, we're going to have the Team Flare arc happen before the Kalos League. I imagine during the opening ceremony, Team Flare will hit their mark and unleash Zygarde. Imagine everything that happened in canon, except Gudra won't be involved. And afterwards, Alon tries to discard his Keystone and Mega Ring because it'll remind him too much of Lysander, but Ash convinced him to keep them. Even though they came from Lysander, Alon made them his own power and shouldn't succumb to his own mistakes. Alon is touched by this and promised Ash that they will battle each other during the Kalos League. Once the city is repaired and all trace of Team Flare is gone, the Kalos League can finally begin. Before that, Ash and the others get interviewed during a live broadcast about their heroic deeds, which caused a certain trainer to be jealous. It's also revealed that Ash plans on using some of his past Pokemon he kept at Oak's lab for the League. 
because I feel like the Kalos League would benefit from that. However, I'm mostly going to focus on Pokemon Ash either used for one league, or ones that didn't get a chance to compete in the Sinnoh League. Instead of the Kalos League having 64 participants, it'll have 128 instead, with the first round consisting of 1v1 battles. The first battle will be Sawyer going up against someone with the Mega Ampharos. All it does is pretty much reveal Sawyer's Sceptile can Mega Evolve and takes advantage of its Lightning Rod ability. Once Sawyer wins his battle, we move on to Alarm vs Trevor. Yes, it'll still be a showdown between Mega Charizard X and Mega Charizard Y, but Trevor will put up more of a fight instead of getting swept. Regardless, Alarm still wins relatively easily, and we have Ash vs Titus. In my version, Titus will Mega Evolve as Altaria, but still lose after Greninja becomes Ash Greninja. We then move on to the qualifying rounds, where each battle will be 3v3s. Ash's first opponent is Astrid from the first Mega Evolution special. Yes, Ash did battle Astrid before in the first X and Y movie, and of course, during the actual league. But that battle was completely rushed, and should have been its own episode. For this battle, Astrid will use the same three Pokemon she used in the movie, those being Female Miastic, Female Pyroar, and Mega Absol. And Ash will use Talonflame, Corphish, and Glalie. Hey, what about Halucha? Don't worry, I have other plans for Halucha. For now, I'll break down the battle. The battle starts off between Talonflame and Meowstic, with Talonflame becoming the victor. Asterisk sends out Pyroar next and defeats Talonflame, but luckily Corphish was able to win thanks to some super effective water moves. Unfortunately, he'll fall to Absol after Mega Evolves, leaving only Glalie left. Even though he's facing a Mega Pokemon, Glalie held his own and won in the end. Also revealing that I learned new moves like Ice Shard and Gyro Ball. That being said, Ash makes it to round 2 and effortlessly wins his next battle, though we only see a fraction of that battle. It could be Ash winning this battle using someone like Muck or Bayleaf or another shafted Pokemon. Moving on to round 3, it will be Ash versus Tierno, which is something I wish we could have seen in the actual league. For this battle, I can see Tierno using Blastoise, Ludicolo, and Pidgeot, and Ash will use Unfessant, Boltor, and Halucha. Don't worry, there's a reason why Halucha's there. It's revealed in a flashback that Halucha wanted to overpower Tierno's rhythmic dancing after he failed to copy it during Ash's gym battle with Karina. Anyway, the battle starts off between Unfessant and Ludicolo, with the latter easily gaining the upper hand after setting up a rain dance and activating its Swift Swim ability. Not even Unfessant's newly revealed sky attack can help her out, which is pretty fucking sad. Ash decides to switch out Unfessant for Halucha, who knocks out Ludicolo after landing a flying press. He does, however, struggle against Tierno's next Pokemon, Pidgeot, mainly because Pidgeot used Feather Dance to lower his attack power. Soon enough, Ash switches out Halucha for Bulldor. Pidgeot does briefly get the upper hand after landing in Barrage of Steel Wings, but eventually faints after Bulldor lands a super effective Rock Blast. Tierno then sends out Blastoise, who quickly demolished both the defected pet Rock and the shitty Pigeon, leaving Ash with only Halucha left. After tanking a couple attacks, Halucha starts to glow and his power increases dramatically. Of course, I'm talking about the whole absorbing power shit we saw in the show when he fought Alon's Weavile. With this new power, Halucha destroys Blastoise with a devastating high jump kick, allowing Ash to make it to the quarterfinals. In my version, full 6v6 battles will start in the quarterfinals, just like in the Sinnoh League. Remember when I mentioned a jealous trainer? Well, that person is actually Ash's opponent. Effort. Yes. The same asshole Ash battled before his first Kalos League match in the show. I thought it'd be a nice homage to Ash vs. Katie if you have Ash face off against a miscellaneous character in a full 6v6 match. And Ephraim seemed like the perfect character to fit that category. In terms of which Pokemon they'll use, 
I can see Ash going in with Pikachu, Torterra, Weasel, Lyscore, Halucha, and Noivern. What? No Greninja? Don't worry, there's a reason for that. Effort's team will be Furfru, Toxicroak, Probopass, Bayonet, Octillery, and Malamar. The battle starts off between Pikachu and Furfru, with Pikachu winning the same way he did in the show. He then sadly lost against Bayonet, who also managed to beat Weasel. Thankfully, Gliscor comes out and defeats Bayonet. Effort sends out Octillery next, who does give Gliscor a little bit of trouble, especially with the move Constrict. Gliscor does eventually break free out of the move and defeat Octillery with a powerful Giga Impact. With the amount of damage he took, Ash switched him out for Hawlucha, who takes on Toxicroak. Hawlucha comes out on top, and Effort sends out Probopass. Ash recalls Hawlucha and brings out Gliscor again, who sadly falls after getting hit by an Iron Head and Magnet Bomb combo. Ash sends out his fifth Pokemon, Torterra, who is able to tank most of Probopass's attacks before landing its newly revealed Frenzy plan for the KO. However, Effort still had one more Pokemon, his quote-unquote trump card, Malamar. This evil squid thing proves to be no pushover, as it easily beats Torterra and even Halucha. But right before Halucha could faint, Noivern comes out and comforts his brother, swearing that he'll avenge him. That's pretty much the whole reason why Noivern's here. We've always seen Halucha protect Noivern, now it's his time to return the favor. After a long and hard-fought battle, Noivern defeats Malamar and Ash advances to the semifinals. Hey, someone had to go ahead and fix Noivern Torterra and prove they're not pathetic. That being said, Ash will still face Sawyer in the semifinals and will use his Kalos team like in the show, meaning Gujo will still return to Ash's team briefly. After watching Alon demolish Remo and advancing to the finals, it's time for Ash vs. Sawyer. We all know how amazing this battle was, but I'm only going to make two changes, one of them being Noivern vs. Salamence. Instead of tying, Noivern will sadly lose to Salamence. This will allow Gujo to finish off with a powerful Dragon Pulse. Let's be real. Gujo should have gotten at least one legit win when he returned. Other than that, everything will remain the same, including the epic showdown between Ash Greninja and Mega Sceptile. Now it's time to talk about the controversial finals between Ash and Alon. Even though I loved the original battle, for the sake of this episode, I'm going to change it. Starting with the teams they use. For Ash, he'll use Pikachu, Greninja, Talonflame, Snorlax, Glalie, and Crocodile. And for Alon, Charizard, Metagross, Tyrantrum, Pangoru, Weavile, and Braviary. Nothing personal against his canon team, but I just feel like Alon needs more Kalos representation. Granted, Journey's fixed that, but I'm jumping ahead here. Also, Braviary's a much better flying type compared to Unpheasant's. You know I'm not wrong about that shit. <laughs> anyway, time to break down the battle. It'll start between Pikachu and Tyrantrum. Pikachu does deal some damage with Iron Tail. But Tyrantrum proved to be a fierce opponent, forcing Ash to switch out Pikachu for Glalie. Despite having the type advantage, Glalie faints. But luckily, Snorlax comes to the rescue and defeats Tyrantrum with a super effective Ice Punch. Alon sends out Weavile, where its speed gave Snorlax a lot of trouble. Thankfully, Snorlax pulls off another victory after landing its newly revealed Heavy Slam. Unfortunately, Snorlax's dominance ends when he goes up against Metagross. Alon then switches out Metagross, and we get an epic air battle between Talonflame and Braviary, which of course ends in a double knockout. Ash and Alon now have three Pokemon left. The battle continues with Alon sending out Pangoru, and Ash sends out Pikachu again. After a tough battle, Pikachu emerged victorious. Alon then decides to hold nothing back and send out Charizard. Pikachu hangs on for a little while, but sadly falls to Charizard. 
Alon does another switch out and brings back Metagross, while Ash sends out Crocodile. Despite having the dual type advantage, Crocodile faints, leaving Ash with only Greninja, who swiftly defeats Metagross, leading up to the final showdown between Ash Greninja and Mega Charizard X. And Greninja still loses. Boo! Yeah, yeah, let it out. Come on, did you really think I would change the outcome? I think Ash losing to Alon is one of the most justified defeats out of all the leagues. Besides, we already know what happens in the next league he entered. Speaking of which, it's time to end this episode by changing up the Alola League Manalo Conference. I still enjoyed the league for what it offers, but there's a couple of things I would change. Starting with the top 16 trainers who made it past the Battle Royale. In my opinion, the top 16 should have been Ash, Lily, Kiawe, Mallow, Mana, Sophocles, Gladion, Hal, Alima, Guzma, Plumeria, Mina, Acerola, Kahili, Mulane, and Ryuki. I'm sorry to those who love Team Rocket, Faba, and Samson Oak, but I'm trying to focus on characters who are actually capable of battling, though Faba is kind of debatable. Now, because we have a different group of characters, the matchups will be slightly different. The first round will still consist of 1v1 battles, with the first battle being between Ash and Mina. Ash will use Meltan, while Mina will use Gramble. Despite the major size difference, Meltan does manage to beat Gramble, allowing Ash to advance to the second round. Battle number two will be Hal versus Acerola, with Hal using Decidueye and Acerola using Gengar. The Ghost type duel ends with Decidueye winning, making Hal the winner. Battle number three will be Sophocles versus Mulane, with Sophocles using Vikavolt and Mulane will use Metagross. Despite Sophocles' best efforts, his cousin will be the victor. Battle number 3 will be Lily vs Gladion, which will be exactly the same in canon. The same thing goes for Lana vs Mallow. Battle number 6 will be Kiawe vs Ryuki, with Kiawe using Terminator and Ryuki using Kamoo. Think of it as Kiawe getting revenge for losing to Ryuki at the Cantonian Gym. That being said, battle number 7 will be Alima vs Pumaria, with their Pokemon being Eevee and Salazzle respectively. Just like in canon, Eevee will defeat Salazzle, but will break his foot in the process forcing Lima to not use Eevee in the next round. Last but not least, Kahili vs Guzma, with Kahili using Tucanon and Guzma using Glycopod. Despite the tight disadvantage, Guzma wins with relative ease, making it to the quarterfinals. Now it's time for my next major change. The quarterfinals will be 2v2 double battles instead of 1v1s, simply because I feel like it'll make things more interesting. First up is Ash vs Hal, which I criticized before in great detail. Ash will use Torcat and Derpy Ass Rowlet, while Hal will use Decidueye and Cremobitable. I figured since Hal is Hollow's grandson, he should use the same Pokemon his grandfather has for an ace, just like in the games. The battle will mostly involve Torcat fighting Cremobitable and Rowlet fighting Decidueye, only it won't be as controversial. Either way, Rowlet and Torcat will still become the victors, allowing Ash to make it to the semifinals. The second battle will be Gladion versus Mulane. Gladion will use Lycanroc and Silvalli, while Mulane will use Magnezone and Alolan Sandslash. I can see Lycanroc taking an early L after protecting Savali from super effective Steel-type moves, but once Gladion used a Fire Memory to turn Savali into a Fire-type, yeah, it's GG for Mulane. Hmm. Next we have Lana vs Kiawe, which I think would have been an interesting match, because if you recall, Lana usually upstages Kiawe in some capacity, but this time, Kiawe has the upper hand because he's the more experienced battler. Lana will of course use Primarina and Sandy, aka Eevee, and Kiawe will use Alolan Marowak and Charizard. I can see Marowak taking out Sandy pretty easily, but then lose to Primarina, 
prompting Charizard to finish the job. The last matchup will be Lima versus Guzma. It'll pretty much be the same battle from the show, but in a double battle format. They'll still use Kangaskhan and Scizor, but joining them are Smeargle and Pinsir respectively. Once Smeargle gets knocked out, Kangaskhan will Mega Evolve, giving Alima a winning edge. But just like in the show, Guzma will take advantage of Kangaskhan's bond with her baby, and every time she hesitates, Scizor and Pinsir will keep landing consecutive Excessor attacks until she gets defeated. We now have our semi-finalists, and each match will consist of 3v3 battles. Yes, in my version, Ash and Gladion will fight in the semi-finals instead of the finals. Their battle will stay the same for the most part, but with a few changes. After Savalite defeats Ash's newly evolved Melmetal, Gladion immediately switched it out for Zoroark to fight Pikachu. However, instead of having a double knockout, Pikachu will defeat Zoroark and briefly battle Lycanroc. Sadly, Pikachu will lose, but not before dealing some damage. This will allow Ash's Lycanroc to triumph over his mentor, and face off against Savalite, who's still holding the fighting memory. Despite the raw power this legendary Pokemon has, Lycanroc will still win, earning Ash to spawn in the finals. As much as I enjoyed the Lycanroc showdown they saved for the end, I think Gladion should have saved his ace for the final matchup. Besides, Lycanroc already lost to Savalite once back when it was a type null, so again, it's another form of revenge. Unfortunately, Kiawe vs Guzma won't be nearly as epic. Kiawe will use the same three Pokemon he used throughout Sun and Moon, and Guzma will use Golisopod, Scizor, and Masquerine. The battle starts off between Scizor and Marowak. Despite the type advantage, Scizor caught Marowak off guard with U-Turn, and Guzma switched into Masquerine, who defeats Marowak with a super effective Water Pulse. Kiawe then sends out Turdinator, who also falls after getting hit by a Stun Spore, Air Slash, and Water Pulse combo. At least Kiawe still had Charizard, which finally took out Masquerine. Outraged, Guzma sends out Glycopod, and despite Charizard's best efforts, it faints, making Guzma the winner. Yes, it sounds like I'm making Guzma more of a threat than he was in the show, but that's kind of the point. Throughout the whole arc, Guzma was shown to be this unbeatable threat, which is why I think he should have been in the finals instead of Gladion. The finals will be a 4v4 because we hardly see any of those in the anime. Ash will use his current team minus Melmetal, and Guzma will use the same four Pokemon he used throughout the league. The final battle begins with a matchup between Rowlet and Masquerade. Despite this type advantage, Rowlet ends up losing, but thankfully Torkat gets the job done. Afterwards, Ash switched out Torkat for Lycanroc, while Guzma sends out Pinsir. Lycanroc wins without too much trouble, but Guzma is so pissed off that he sends out Scizor, who ruthlessly defeats Lycanroc before he has a chance to breathe. From this point forward, the battle will continue on as it did in canon, including the moment where Glycopod used its emergency exit ability to switch itself out for Scizor, who gets destroyed by Torkat's Fire Blast. That was epic and fucking hilarious at the same time. As expected, the final showdown is between Pikachu and Glycopod, with Pikachu of course being the victor, making Ash the Alola League winner. Guzma has a change of heart and leaves with Team Skull. Like in the show, the closing ceremony gets interrupted by the Guzzlord army, and Naginato, guys still hate that pronunciation, rejoined Ash's team for a little bit. That's right, it's time to talk about Ash versus Professor Kakui. In the show, the battle was merely an exhibition match, which meant it doesn't matter who wins or not. In my version, this will be a title defense match, and whoever wins will be the champion of Alola, so the stakes are much higher this time around. The battle will mostly stay the same, except for one change. In my version, Torkat will instead evolve while fighting Incineroar. That way, we can see it in action as Incineroar at least once. After two activate their Blaze abilities and use Infernal Overdrive, 
it will end in a double knockout. Sorry, but that seems more practical to me. Other than that, everything else will happen like in canon. Especially the moment where Ash and Pikachu take on Tapu Koko and use the father-son Kamiyami Ha. <laughs> that being said, Ash wins the battle and is officially a Lola's champion. And that wraps up my changes to the Pokemon League arcs. Holy shit, that was a lot to go through. But still, I had fun doing this episode. And who knows, maybe I'll fix the villainous team arcs as well, if anyone still cares about them. <laughs> anyway, what did you guys think of my changes to the Pokemon League arcs? Would you say they're on par with how the anime handled them? Or better? Let's be real, my version of the Unova League is better. <laughs> you can tell us on our Discord server and message us on Instagram, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all available listening platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer. Also, if you can't get enough of us geeks, check us out on Twitch at EmanTheLegendary, which is also my YouTube channel, Nuclear Bacons, CryptoLock Games, and Carabyte. Also, tell your friends and family about us, especially any fans of the Pokemon anime you know. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves.